everyone. Welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites, and I am going to be just talking about things that we need to really be thinking about in 2024, our social media and branding strategy. This entire last year has been such a surprise in the best way with this particular podcast. I started this podcast and I thought, well, you know, this will be something that I'll do. Maybe I'll share some thoughts and tips. And really, it's taken on a life of its own. And I never expected to be continuing on with this podcast after a year, but it's been an entire year of this podcast and a lot has happened over this last year. And the next big announcement that I'll be making for 2020 is that my second book is coming to fruition and I'm so excited to be talking about this book. So I've decided that I'm going to dedicate uh, episodes in the first quarter of 2020 and starting now. So right before 2020, we're almost at the holidays and I'm going to be talking about a chapter in the book. Now, this book is much more of a workbook style. My first book, Talking in Pictures, was an actual like book <laughs> that, uh, you know, didn't have any pictures, didn't have any graphs, you know, didn't have any any fill in the blanks and what I found was after speaking with thousands of people at events and conferences and trainings and webinars and through direct message, the same question came up in, again and again. And the question is, I believe in social media. I get it. I want to do it. I just, I don't know what to post. What, what can I post that's actually going to generate brand and leads and relationships. And so I decided to write the book that I always wanted and have it all in one place. So it is a workbook and the title, which I am announcing here on the podcast is called What to Post, How to Create Engaging Social Media Content that Builds Your Brand and Gets Results. Of course, for real estate, <laughs> I'm looking to speak to anyone who's in the real estate industry, whether you are a realtor, a brokerage owner, uh, in title, in escrow, in sales somehow related to the real estate industry, if you are a mortgage professional, any of those people who have to do with real estate, this book is for you. And this workbook really brings you through a three-phase process on how to clearly identify, define, and articulate what your superpower is and how to do that in a way that's rela relatable, relevant, believable, mostly believable by you because it's hard for us to talk about ourselves and identify also your niche, who your ideal customer is because it's not everyone. And then how to create content that engages people, that gets uh, people talking and conversations going and how do you understand how the algorithms work and leverage and work with those algorithms? How do you explode your engagement? How do you grow a community? So my three-phase workbook will have a ton of templates, ton of examples, fill in the blanks. Again, my hope, fingers crossed, is that it's going to be ready for launch in January of 2020. It will be sold on Amazon, of course, and I will be providing much more information uh, as the book comes to fruition. You can find out more on ChelseaPites.com. And while we're talking about connecting, don't forget, you guys, if you are struggling with social media, especially Instagram, send me a direct message on Instagram. Make sure that you're following me, and I would be happy to provide you with a free Instagram bio audit. I think it's one of the most overlooked places, and it's a very important part uh, of your branding strategy and also lead gen within that platform. So send me a DM, ask for your free Instagram bio audit. I would love to send you one. 
Okay, so I'm not actually gonna go in order of the book. I'm gonna start with what I think is the most important and one of my favorite topics to talk about. And it's really about understanding the Facebook and the Instagram algorithms. And um, I'm really just gonna dive into the Facebook portion of it because uh, people always ask me, well, what does the algorithm want? What does the system want? Uh, what are they looking for? I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I'm posting all the time and nothing's really happening. Like what gives, right? So let's just talk about what an algorithm is. It's, it's essentially a step-by-step step, step -step mathematical equation or instruction that is used for data processing. And it's kind of like how Netflix figures out and predicts what you should see next. So somebody's written a piece of software that says, if this, then that. So if Chelsea likes to watch true crime all the time, let's make sure that we're serving up the next true crime serial killer series in her queue. So that is what an algorithm is. And generally speaking, algorithms are, are really good, not evil. We like algorithms because it helps us spend our time wisely. Um, it, it helps us see the stuff, whether it's social media or Netflix or whatever it may be, Amazon, that we actually are interested in seeing. So it, it actually makes us more efficient. And those algorithms are how the socials are going to sort your content. They're going to sort the content that you see, and they're also going to sort your content based on these algorithms. And these smart programs essentially learn what you like based on your behaviors. Your behaviors are who you follow, who you're connected with, what pages you like, uh, what, what you're commenting on, what you're sharing, what you're searching, your view time, if you watch a video all the way through, and then it serves up your content and the content you see based on those behaviors. And so we certainly don't control the algorithms, but understanding how they work and what signals they're looking for and rewarding will help your content go much further. That further part is the reach. So when you hear people talking about reach, that's what we want. We wanna go further to get seen by more people. And often, if we are getting seen by more people and your content is valuable, which is what I really get into in the book, is like, okay, what is valuable? If I hear one more person tell me to be authentic and also to be valuable, it's like, okay, yeah, but just like define that. Like, give me an example, which is exactly why I wrote this book. Anyway, I digress. Um, so it's really about getting more reach and then, you know, because you're going to get in front of more people, if it's valuable, you're going to get more engagement, which is also going to help the reach. So it's sort of like this cycle that goes on and on and on. And while each social has its own unique algorithm, the best practices of, you know, like these general best practices that I'm gonna tell you really kind of apply to all of the different algorithms. The only algorithm I really can't figure out yet <laughs> is TikTok. And what I appreciate about Facebook and Instagram is that they've been really forthcoming and actually in writing have said, here is what our algorithm is doing and what they're rewarding. Now, you have to piece it together, which I've done all the heavy lifting in my book, and say, here's all the stuff that Facebook has said and put it together and sort of um, made it in plain English. But they are essentially looking for what they call meaningful, meaningful interactions. And meaningful interactions are comments, Sometimes those little emoji reactions, although you guys know my feelings on the social drive-bys, I don't love just dropping an emoji. Comments and shares, sending links via Messenger. So if I send a link to a post uh, to a friend of mine via Messenger, then that might indicate that it's interesting or worth sharing. So they're looking not only publicly, but also privately what you're sharing. Um, direct messages. 
I have talked about this on many podcasts, that if you are not sending direct messages on the regular, especially through Instagram and Facebook stories, that is what the algorithms are looking at to determine, hey, are you interested in this person's content? Do you have a relationship? And are you reciprocating and answering those direct messages back? You know, the good community member thing. And then uh, lastly, time spent reading and viewing your content, which is where we kind of get into the formatting arena. And I have an entire section in my book about how to format for maximum algorithmic optimization. And there's a way that you can get people to spend more time consuming your content, whether it's written or whether it's visual. And it's important to be looking at those things because the algorithms are ranking your content based on how long someone's reading something. They know when somebody clicks see more to open up the rest of your long form post. They know how long somebody is reading it. They know how long somebody has viewed your video. And those things really, really matter to the algorithm. So Facebook's official statement, and um, this came out uh, in 2018, their official statement, and I'm going to read a, a quote from them just so that you know it's directly from them. It says, the official Facebook statement, today we use signals like how many people react to, comment on, or share posts to determine how high they appear in the newsfeed. So when they say how high they appear, that means basically what you're going to see first because they know that at some point people aren't going to scroll through the whole thing. So you want your content to float up higher. So the people that you talk to and engage with, that content is going to be higher up, which is also why you might notice a pattern that every time you open up your socials, you're like, oh yeah, I see their stuff all the time. Okay, so it says with this update, we will also prioritize posts that spark conversations and meaningful interactions between people. To do this, we will predict which posts you might want to interact with your friends about and show these posts higher in the feed. So if I have people that I'm connected with and they're commenting on a post and having conversations, then it's more likely that I'm going to see those posts higher up as well. Now, if I've commented on a post and somebody is going to be replying to it and there's conversation happening, same thing. I'm probably going to be seeing that information as well. Uh, it also says these are posts that inspire back and forth discussions in the comments and posts that you might want to share and react to, whether that's a post from a friend seeking advice, a friend asking for recommendations for a trip or a news article or video prompting lots of discussion. Now, what I thought was really interesting was the specific phrase that says back and forth. In my mind, that means threaded conversations. So one of the tips that I talk about when I present all over the United States is a very simple strategy, and this is in the engagement section of my, my upcoming book, called the reply question loop. And the reply question loop is very simply exactly what it says. Every time you receive a comment, I like or love, you know, heart it up and like that little comment, and then I reply and I ask a question. And I would say 99% of the time, you can find a way to ask a question. I mean, sometimes it wouldn't be appropriate depending on the theme of your post and what the person commented, but you generally can ask a question. For example, if you said, what's the best pizza place in whatever city you're at? And somebody just re replies with the name of a pizza place. You could say, thanks. And you could ask a question. Do they have happy hour there? Uh, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Or whatever your question might be. And see, that doesn't seem creepy or weird or out there. It's very normal to be able to ask a question. What happens is that person's going to get a notification 
that you commented back. So they're going to see that you commented back and they're going to be prompted and they're going to go and they're going to reply. So when you create those threaded conversations on any platform for that matter, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, they're going to rank that higher because those are more meaningful interactions. So there has been an official Facebook statement that says, listen, we are looking for conversations. So your 2020 strategy really needs to be a little bit less contenting and a little bit more commenting. And I was just on a podcast the other day where I talked about, you know, your comments are absolutely content. You know, we, we downplay that. We think content has to fit within a box and has to look a certain way and have a certain n- number of words or be video. And it really doesn't. You can become the super fan, which by the way, being the super fan in 2020 is an excellent branding strategy because not only are you supporting other people's content, you're showing the algorithm that you are a good community member by sharing and supporting other people's content, starting meaningful interactions and conversations, but you're also branding because every time you comment, that person's going to get a notification. They're going to see your little face bubble, your profile picture, and your name in two places, one in the notifications tab, one on the actual comment. So you are building in brand awareness. So again, I think we've, we beat the horse on that one. Uh, commenting is really important for the algorithms. Okay, so the next thing that the uh, algorithm is looking at is they have these content ranking factors. And the four content ranking factors are inventory, essentially what's available. Um, you know, what, what can you choose from? What's on the menu, so to speak? What uh, content pieces can they sift through and look at? So number one is inventory. Number two is signals. And those signals are the freshness of the content, the format, is it video, is it a picture, Um, the intent, which I think is really interesting, the intent of the actual piece of content. Is it intended to educate people? Is it intended to be funny and entertain? The algorithms and software understand that as well. Um, And then of course, relationship to the poster. Am I following that person? Do I talk to them? Do I watch their stories? So those signals, those behaviors coupled with what actually the content is and its intent is probably the most important piece of those ranking factors. The third one is predictions and that basically takes the inventory, it looks at all the signals and then it makes this, you know, mathematical prediction of we think this is going to be like out of, you know, arbitrarily putting a number. Uh, we think this is a seven out of 10, that this will be a, a good one to put in front of this person. Uh, and that's the overall score that they give. So it's inventory signals, predictions, and the overall score. And they're obviously now ranking content heavily by the amount of active versus passive interactions that it's receiving. The active interactions are like commenting, sharing, reacting. The passive or sort of neutral, not bad, but just neutral, are clicking, which, you know, surprising, right? Clicking, watching, viewing, and hovering. So I would have said that clicking and watching for sure would still be an active or positive interaction, but what they're looking at really is about the discussions, the discussions and comments that are happening and the sharing that's happening as well. So that's really what they're, they've been switching to actually for a while now. 
Um, and then of course, I'm gonna anecdotally tell you what has worked for me. I could not find anything online that really talked about, here's exactly how Facebook uh, ranks your content pieces. But in my personal experience, it has been live video first is the highest ranking, short recorded vertical video, then a simple text question like a status update with a background color, and then a single image with text, not multiple images, okay? So live video, recorded vertical video, which means I didn't do it live, I just recorded it and then posted it. Text question with background color, single image with text. So let me just talk a little bit about those things, okay? So first of all, live video. The cool thing about live video, besides that you know, you're live and people can engage with you, is that it's one of the only forms of content that will send out a notification to your followers that you are live. So you have a better chance of getting people to engage with that content because they're getting a notification. And the algorithms really like it because they are really pushing for live video. So that's actually what's been getting the most engagement for me. Now, you have to have a live video with quality content and a call to action and all of that stuff, which we'll cover in a whole nother podcast. You can't just have a live video and hope that a bunch of people engage with it just because you went live. So there are caveats there. The next one is that short recorded vertical video. And, I, and the, the vertical part is the important part because it takes up so much room in the feed on your mobile device, you know, three quarters to almost a hundred percent of the actual screen versus like a horizontal recorded video, which may take up less than half. So you're looking at attention and eyeballs when you're scrolling through the feed, that vertical video is really going to capture much more attention. Now, the next one I mentioned for me personally was the text question where you just use the status update bar and you type in a question like, what's the next Netflix show I should watch? And you put the color background. You can select from a whole bunch of colors in the background. The reason you wanna have the color background in there is because it makes it bigger and bolder and captures your eye. Uh, I don't recommend doing like all the crazy, like patterny ones, cause sometimes it's hard to see, but I like just a bold blank color, like a red or like a purple or something like that. But that seems to work well. And I'm not surprised it does because typically you're asking a question with one of those types of text status updates. And then lastly for me is the single image with text where I might just have a picture and then I have text uh, above it in a description. I don't get as much engagement when I have multiple photos and I think maybe because some people just don't wanna take the time to stop and like click through like the plus 10 and scroll through all that since it's not really carousel on Facebook, you have to actually tap in and scroll through the photos. So, but generally speaking, just so you know, the links don't recommend that, sharing a link to an article because none of the socials like you to send people off of the platform. In fact, Instagram wised up, you can't even put a live link in any of your captions. You get one link, which is in your actual bio. And Facebook doesn't love it when you send people off of the platform. Remember, they're looking for good community members and the longer you can keep somebody on their platform with a video or with a long form text post that they're reading, the better for them. So that's just my anecdotal information. Uh, again, I can't say that they're actually preferring one content format over the other, except for video, we can absolutely say, hey, we know that they are preferring video. Now, speaking of video, let's talk about the latest algorithmic update that came out in May earlier this year 
which was specifically about video and video content and like the algorithm and what they're preferring. So in May of 2019, Facebook announced several changes to their video ranking algorithm, which essentially determines uh, how videos are gonna get more reach and more views. So Facebook didn't specify in their release if this had to do with live videos or recorded videos or both. So I'm just going to make the assumption that it's going to be both. Okay, so until I find out otherwise, I did do some research. I could not find where they specifically said, hey, we're talking about live videos versus recorded videos. What I will tell you I find out is that they do mention that this is for business pages. But again, if they're gonna apply this to business pages, my assumption is that it must in some fashion be also applied to personal timelines as well. So I'm going to proceed as if this is going to apply to all personal and business pages, live and recorded videos. All right. So they said that they are going to re-rank the videos. The first thing that they're looking at is originality. And they specifically say that sharing videos that you actually wrote, shot, and edited is going to go farther. And I don't think that's gonna be a problem for any of us here. I mean, obviously, if you're hiring a company to help you create a video, that is 100% okay. I think what they're really trying to say here is, we don't want you repeating a bunch of content. We want, don't want you stealing somebody else's idea. We want you to just have your own uh, content. You don't wanna uh, post content that already exists on Facebook or that has been posted somewhere else first, in which you had sort of no meaningful role in creating that. Um, you can obviously repost your own content, uh, posting, posting mass produced or repurposed clips. So I don't think that many of you who are listening are probably going to be doing that anyway. So you should be fine. The next thing they're looking at is loyalty and intent and loyalty and intent has to do with, are people coming back to watch your videos? So if you have a weekly video, I highly recommend that you're going to be doing, um, a weekly series on the same day around the same time so that you can tell people, hey, don't forget every week on Wednesdays at 9 a.m., I'm gonna be here uploading a new video. You really have to think more episodic content right now because they are looking to see are people coming back to watch. So if they watch last week's video, are they coming back to watch this week's video? Are they binging on your content? Are they watching one video and going right into another video? So it's important to think more YouTube-like when we're thinking about our videos on either IGTV or Facebook. Are we making playlists? Are we telling people that we have more videos? Are we driving links to those videos? So it's important to be thinking about that. Now, if you do have videos on your Facebook business page, you actually can go into the Facebook Creator Studio and you can actually track. They have a, a, a metric that says loyalty. And it will even show you how many people have watched your video and then have, have come back. So loyalty and intent. Intent is basically, are they seeking out your name and typing it into the search bar? Now in the Facebook Creator Studio, which all you have to do is Google Facebook Creator Studio and anyone with a Facebook business page can access this online dashboard. It's totally free and it's the same analytics that you're gonna get on your Facebook business page with the exception it does show loyalty and intent. And um, the loyalty insights will show you how long people are watching, they'll track viewing behaviors, 
um, audience retention, three second views, one minute views, completed views, etc. So uh, once again, all you have to do is just Google Facebook Creator Studio. Now, the next thing is what pretty much blew everybody's mind and it like drops the jaws of everyone in the room when I'm live teaching this and it's the video length. And again, you guys, this is not this does not mean that if you have a short video, it's not going to get reach or algorithmic love, okay? It's just telling you that this is something that the algorithms are looking at. And so I don't want you to get wrapped up in thinking like, oh my gosh, my video, if it doesn't have this length of time or what have you guys, it's just, it's goals, right? Okay, so they talk about making longer videos that engage people, inspire them to watch until the end. So you have to have a pretty good um, handle on video, in my opinion, to really get people to watch to the end. You have to have value. You have to give calls to actions. You have to be energized. And that does take experience. So um, they are looking at videos that are three minutes or more. And people I know are like, oh, three minutes. I know three minutes of a really bad video is still three minutes of a really bad video. So I'm telling you, work up to that. Start with 30 seconds. Do that for a while, then get comfortable and do a minute. Now I can go live and do a video for five minutes, no problem, because I've been doing it for a long time. So it doesn't mean that if your video is under a minute, it's not going to get as much love. You will still experience algorithmic, you know, love and all of that. But they are looking at longer videos. Now, in my opinion, it's because Facebook and Instagram are trying to take out YouTube because YouTube is their biggest competitor. So YouTube typically is a place where people are going to search and they are looking with intent for videos to learn something, to be educated, sometimes to be entertained as well. But they are seeking out videos for a specific reason and they are watching them either like TV, like a TV show, or they're watching them to learn something, which means that the... Uh, watch time is typically going to be longer than something that's just random within a Facebook feed. So they are looking for three minutes or more, which means you kind of need to be thinking about, do you have a process for an intro that hooks people in and that keeps them watching? They're also looking at video watch time, which is how long your viewers are watching and sort of that magic sweet spot right now is about a minute. If you can get people to watch your video for over a minute, then that's gonna get a little bit more algorithmic reach as well. So three minutes in length, one minute watch time. And um, that's something that I think that we all probably need to be working on for 2020. Uh, lastly, they're looking at engagement baiting. And uh, that's people who go on and say, hey, uh, make sure you comment below, share, tag people, and you know, it's really effective. And it is so effective that a lot of people abuse that system. So they really want content that's share, being shared out and shareable without you begging people to do it or goading them into do it or giving them a call to action where they're like, oh yes, okay, I'll do that. So they are looking at engagement bait. I will tell you that on Instagram, it's still totally fine, totally works. LinkedIn as well. Facebook is the one that's getting iffy about that. It's not like you're going to be thrown into Facebook jail, at least at this time. But if that is a strategy that you have, you have to get a little bit more creative. And all you have to say is, you know, hey, tell me what you guys think and point below. People will understand that you're talking about, hey, give me a comment, right? So um, those are the things that they're looking at for the video algorithm moving forward in 2020. I do wanna read some interesting stats also from a really good blog, socialinsider.io. They do a ton of analysis and have really meaty reports that I think give a lot of insight into what's happening in social. And one of their reports, they analyzed almost, I think nine plus million different video posts from over almost 100,000 business pages. 
And they determine, like we've been talking about, vertical video gets more engagement. Videos with descriptions, not just the video, but an actual text description that people can read and still get what's inside the video is performing better. Um, and that the optimal length of a Facebook video of on pages of all sizes was between two to five minutes. So I thought that was really interesting um, that this independent uh, group was also backing everything up. So essentially, that's everything you need to know about um, really kind of how to work within those algorithms. It's really about conversations and creating opportunities for um, meaningful interactions. You should absolutely be focused on direct messaging people, especially through stories, because those are typically more personal and you can get into conversations back and forth there. And if you are sales prospecting, the great thing is, is that if you want to comment on someone's beautiful holiday tree or their Christmas cookies that they showed a picture of in their story, it opens up the conversation to just begin talking. It doesn't mean that you're immediately going to go right into, oh, we should have coffee in the new year and talk about business planning or if you need to sell your house or whatever it is, but it might. And it helps you stay top of mind. It builds your brand and it helps you be relatable. And eventually it will lead to those conversations and it definitely helps your algorithm. So um, uh, again, I just want to mention that the book is coming out hopefully in January. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed, and uh, it is called What to Post, and it's definitely going to have this. This is just one chapter in that book, and I haven't even talked about the Instagram algorithm, so it's chock full of really good research-backed, proven strategies for writing better captions, helping you figure out what kind of content to post that's actually going to build your brand and get engagement. Um, I'm focusing entirely on organic content or free uh, obviously, I'm a big believer in also doing a really smart, savvy paid strategy as well, but that is not my expertise, so I don't even go into that. Um, but there are going to be 12 chapters. It is a workbook style where you can fill out and answer questions and use the templates that I'm providing to create your own templates and copy and what to post. So um, again, I would love to connect with you on all the socials. You can find me by my name, Chelsea Pites. That's P-E-I-T-Z. Don't forget to send me a DM and Instagram. Let me know that you came from the podcast. Always, I'm offering the free Instagram bio audit. Love to see you there on the socials. Bye guys. See you later.